now she's yeah. the go-to woman. Everyone's like, look at Chelsea Handler, huh? Skiing topless. Look at her go. <laughs> she's living the dream. <laughs> you know, or whatever she's doing. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde the Podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Erica, wearing my favorite dress of yours. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It might be my first um, cave and buy from Rent the Runway because I've I, worn it. I was it gonna say it's not yours yet, but I want it to be. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I uh tried to try to get more into the color. Tried to get more into, I don't know, a little bit brighter lifestyle. I actually saw this thing um this morning, this clip. Mm-hmm. And it was about some woman saying, you know, you should actually put yourself together in a way that you like, like a little, I don't know if it's a little makeup, your hair, your outfit, whatever. Don't just be like, fuck it. I don't care what I look like. And it was an experiment that she did it for, you know, was going to do it for a month. And she said immediately in a week, the biggest thing she noticed actually was how people treat you and not in a way of like people were treating you badly before. But people were more friendly, more engaging, and it naturally made you more approachable. And I was like, and I am, I'll admit it, I'm the worst at caring. <laughs> I'm very like, whatever, I got to run this errand, who cares, right? And I'll still yeah. probably do that. But I've tried to be better of, hey, I'm going to go to the coffee shop and work for the day. Let me put on something I do feel a little cute in, right? A little bit of that yeah. you never know attitude. Um, but it's also, you know, they've done all the studies with like some teachers would make you dress up to take tests and you would perform better on the tests and stuff like that, that I might do it for myself as a little experiment. So I've been trying to get things that are an easy to throw on comfortable, but bright, welcoming, cute in that way. It's like the just for dress for the job you have or dress for the job you want, not the job you have mentality. Yeah. And it's something like. Obviously, you shouldn't need to feed off other people's energy, but it is noticeable when people like just smile at you because you're wearing a brighter color. The brighter color thing truly does put me in a better mood. Like when I wear something bright or when I like, like you said, when I feel like I love what I've put on, Mm -hmm. I automatically or I feel like, oh, my God, I'm loving my hairstyle today. Or when I wear like a new blush that I'm really digging. I definitely have a shift in energy. Yeah. And it's, it's something that I've never really tried to do it. And it obviously is a little bit easier in LA. The weather is constantly great. Yeah. That I'm trying to just trying to find those pieces that I'm comfortable, but I also feel cute and a little bit flirty almost, you know, flirty. Yeah. The ruffle sleeve. Very flirty. Very flirty. I love it. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I'll see. I'll report back to the pot if I noticed a shift. You know, please do. Please do. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink. That is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Anyway, that's a side tangent. Uh, I know you have a lot to update us on. I do. I have now been on five dates, cumulatively, with the publicist. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Um, although you and I calculated by matchmaker Maria math, we have been on 12. We have just hit 12. We have just hit 12. Phone call thrown in. Yeah. That's all I'll say about that in this forum. But <laughs> I went on, so I went on, on the last, last week's pod, I had a fourth date planned with him, which is where I was going to meet his friends. Right. 
And so we did that. That was on Friday. We met up for happy hour with his two friends who they're a couple. He's known the guy since high school, but the guy started dating his now wife in college. So they've all, and the publicist is my age. So like they've all been friends, the three of them for a minute. So it felt more like meeting the friends as opposed to a double date. Yeah. Oh yeah. It definitely felt more friend vibe. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like a a structured situation, if you will. They also had their baby with them. Okay. <laughs> so it was definitely super chill. We went, sat on the back patio of a bar in Brooklyn that there were so many babies at this bar. It was kind of hysterical. I was like, how did everyone with the baby get the memo to come here today? Um, we had a great time. His friends were super nice. And it also just felt very like normal. Like we were all just hanging out in a group mm-hmm. and it wasn't, Again, it wasn't a thing. Like similar to when he met my friends, it didn't feel like this huge monumental, oh, you're taking this test kind of thing. Mm. I was going to say, did you feel like the conversation was questions to you about you or literally we're all just talking? Both. I think like there were, it was mostly the latter of where we were all kind of chatting. But then when something would come up where it was appropriate or not appropriate is the wrong word because it's always appropriate to ask someone about themselves. <laughs> but um, she asked me about myself and it was, I found it very inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? No, but how dare you ask me questions? Uh, when something came up that like it was in context to ask me something that they didn't know, like we were talking about their hometown, they're all from a similar area and the like she was like oh Allie where are you from like it was that kind of thing it didn't feel like it didn't feel like an interrogation it felt like they were getting to know me but in the context of the hang yeah that just feels like a moment where actually they're recognizing oh we're talking about something that does not include the new person let's bring them into the conversation which is very considerate Um, yes yeah I would hate a feeling like I was getting fired questions because I'm very outgoing and very social and I would be like I'll get in it Okay, I'll get in the car. <laughs> give me when my, I have something give to say. I'll time. get in there. All right. Yeah. Like I, I'd be I like, I'm from a very this. large family. Okay, I have to cut someone off to start talking most of the time, so I'm used to it. All right, give me the biggest group ever. I'm fine. Yeah, I made this reference with someone recently, where like sometimes I feel like I'm jumping into a double dutch thing with that, where like there's yes. like a very active conversation going and you're like okay where is the good time to insert myself here it did this did not feel like that but you just reminded me of that metaphor yeah um and so it was fun and then um so we hung out with them for a while and then we ended up getting dinner just the two of us um which was very fun and also felt like a nice way to for us to still have a date even though we had done the friend hang right some alone time yeah, some alone time, which was really nice. Um, shout out to the hostess at Lokanda who recognized me. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It was funny because this is the first time – I'm saying this slowly to make sure that this is correct. This is the first time that I have been on – oh, no, that's not true. The disco ball and I were walking down the street and someone said hi. Besides that, like this is not the second time where somebody has like said hi to me while I'm with a guy, like while I'm on a date. Mm -hmm. But it was funny because so he and I had to wait a little bit for a table. So we put our names in with the hostess and then we were sitting over at the bar having a drink waiting for our table. I went to use the bathroom. She pulled me aside while I was on my way to the bathroom, which I also appreciated that she didn't like in her mind like blow up my spot. Although he knows, obviously, but she doesn't know that. Um, And when I got back to him, I was not planning on saying anything. And he goes, did she know who you are? (laughs) He saw the interaction. (laughs) He saw the interaction. I was like, yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, though, because like, that's a weird thing. Yeah. Um, But it was but it was interesting. Like, I think that kind of. We then had some really good conversations at dinner uh, more about my account and like oh. his, you know, kind of now participation in it. Um, and it was really good in a way that I don't know that we would have had those conversations if that hadn't happened. Yeah, not to be negative, but I'm curious 
were there any questions he had that were more concerns or was no. he like what do people know about me versus not know about me etc he didn't even ask anything about himself actually mm. he uh, he asked more like he was asking more um like how it impacts me questions oh okay which I thought was interesting. I think it just for the first time, it it brought it home a little bit more like the scale. Because we were out at a random restaurant. And hmm. somebody like would know who he is. Yeah, I mean, I assume a common question is how often does that happen to you? Yeah. Yeah. But he, he wasn't, it, the questions he was asking weren't a, really about like, how does this affect him? Mm-hmm. It was more about like my thoughts on it and and you know he's as i said before he is immensely supportive uh which is wonderful but it was just it was a really good conversation and and it was i think we also talked a little bit about hypothetically and i am putting hypothetically in capital letters bolding it and underlining it just so that there is no mistaking mm-hmm. out there in the crowd about like hypothetically what it would look like if I were in a relationship on this account, on this platform. Oh, fair question. Absolutely. So absolutely. Far, like so far he has been, or it's been very nice that you have not felt you needed to hide it or even tone it down. Let's say that, that yeah, no. he's been filming some stuff for you. Like I got a better angle, you know, like being a part of yeah. it. Um, so it does. Yeah, it is very, very supportive. So that has to be nice. But I guess, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would be very much curious about that, I guess, if I was dating you. I think specifically, at, like, at what point am I supposed to almost be in it? Or do yep. you never put the person in it? That's the conversation that we had. And, what, what and I told say? him, well, he was asking me. He was like, what do you, how, what's your plan, basically? Not what's your plan, but, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> but like, have you thought about that, he said. Because I told him that I've never... It's, it's never come up because since since I've been doing this in the way that I do it now, I had Finding Mr. Height when I was dating the Oyster, but it, it looked very different at the time. Right. I haven't been in a relationship since then, so I haven't had to think about it. And so I don't know necessarily, but it is something that would be a joint decision. Like it wouldn't just be me being like, and now you will be in this video. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I would assume so too. Yeah. Although he has inserted himself in a couple already that haven't, that this week will come out. Like his voice is in one and his hand is in one on purpose. He did it on purpose. I was going to say, is he like soft launch me? Get my hand in there. (laughs) (laughs) He's been on Be Real. I'll say that. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm not anti, but it is is interesting because we've talked about what? Soft launch. Jesus. Soft launch first, hard launch. Yeah. And, you know, I don't mean this to be an arrogant thing. I feel so arrogant. But you have to think about it if you're someone that has somewhat of a following on social media, yeah. right? And there's been days I have wished that I did just have an Instagram that had nothing but comedy, zero promotion. I follow a hundred people that are my people that I would consider really, really close friends, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Uh not I mean yeah, not really, really close. You get what I mean. Like I my family, yeah. da da da. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That whole account could be. I don't give a fuck about the engagement over here. You know. I mean, and I, I would be one. posting up a storm, not a storm, but I, I'd be more comfortable. Like I'll share my boyfriend over here because these are the people that I care to know about it. Yeah. You know? I, I will just not have the bandwidth will, for two accounts. <laughs> I will absolutely post him on my personal account in the way that I would normally it which is private and I I pretty right. much never post there. I think mm-hmm. I posted there like 3 times last year. <laughs> right. But I that's like, how a lot of people use Instagram. They're absolutely. on it looking but not posting and that much. That's how I previously used Instagram. Like that is not unusual behavior. Like people that follow me on that account are not like where it should go. Like that's how I that's oh, bro, what I when did. I first had Instagram, I would post food and then I would pick lyrics from songs that I thought matched the food and the vibe. That's that was... incredible. Why don't you still do that? I want that every week. Uh, maybe I'll do it in stories because I could actually add the song now. Which yeah. Be... Yeah. I'll never forget posting, I think it was some type of brunch, and I just wrote, can I hit it in the morning? Which is so <laughs> dumb and cheesy, but it was almost a fun little brain challenge for myself. Like, oh, 
Fun caption. I love this. I need you to bring this to your stories. This needs to be a thing. <laughs> Maybe I'll post just for the listeners. I'll post some throwbacks and show them my low quality food oh photos. Please. I'm begging you. I'm begging you, please. And listeners, feel free to scroll <laughs> all the way back and share them yourself. <laughs> but that's that's just hilarious. If I'm like, wow, me on Instagram not caring was just sharing my food. I love it. <laughs> just, this is what I love in my life. Yeah. So like I do I do think that no matter how I no matter how me and my future partner choose to incorporate him into my Finding Mr. High content cuz that's going to be yeah. like a dual thing and yeah, you don't got to answer this right now. You know? Yeah, I don't have to know, right? But regardless of that, I will certainly be using my personal Instagram in the way that I always have where exactly. if I have a partner, he's there. Right. It's the so, inner circle. Say it that way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a regular. You know, I think I think I have like eleven hundred followers or something. It's like people I've acquired over the course of the last fifteen years of my life. Most of whom I probably yeah. don't talk to anymore. Exactly. It's the Facebook friends, almost. Yes, right? exactly. It's the Facebook friends, precisely. <laughs> um, so all that to say, we had a lovely dinner. Had some really good conversations. We got like a little bit um, deeper, I would say, into past stuff to keep it really vague like not necessarily relationships like um things that we might have talked about in therapy i'll put it that way like i'm I'm purposely Mm. keeping it vague because this is obviously i don't want to reveal anything um about his whatever he talks about but like i talked to him about things that i that either are like past traumas or past insecurities or pa- like I I, t- I'm, I talked to him about a couple of those things and mm-hmm. he talked to me about a couple of those things for him so a man that has been to therapy is what I'll take from this oh actively which is actively. always a plus yes and we love it um we love we love um so yeah it was nice it, it felt like it felt like a another level if that makes sense Mm-hmm. of getting to know him between both his friends with whom he has deep history okay, and then also having more like deep conversations at dinner. Yeah. The vulnerable, the vulnerability door has been opened. Yes, 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 exactly. Um, and so that was really lovely. And then on Saturday I was just, so this was Friday and on Saturday it was so gross out. It was raining. I basically sat on my couch and did nothing all day, even though I was supposed to be preparing to be out of town for two weeks. And I was, I was looking at the weather for Sunday and I'm like, damn, it's going to be really nice tomorrow. I want to do something. So I texted the publicist and I was like, hey, the weather – oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this. At the end of our fourth date, he asked when I was free before my trip and we had already scheduled a date for the following Tuesday, which is now tomorrow. Okay. Um, so we had a date on the calendar. On Saturday, I was like, you know what? It's going to be so nice tomorrow, and I don't have any plans, and I want some. So I texted the publicist, and I said, hey, the weather looks super nice tomorrow. Do you want to go on an adventure? Full disclosure, I have not done any research about what that might entail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, are you free? Let's have fun. Yeah, basically, yeah. And he immediately wrote back and said, like, absolutely. I'll also do some looking on my end. Like, we'll figure something out. What, what was the verdict? So he he ended up asking me, he was like, were you thinking something in New York City or like, did you want to go for a little drive? And I mm. was kind of feeling a little drive. Like, I was like, I kind of want to like actually go somewhere. Oh, hell yeah. Where'd you go? Yeah. So we went to, I actually ended up asking ChatGPT for options. Oh, great. They are very good at planning. It's scary. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I asked, I asked ChatGPT for like, at the time I didn't say outside New York City, but I said like, I want five outdoor date options either in New York City or within an hour driving distance. And then it gave me five options. And then I was like, oh, I like this one the best. Give me five more that are like that. Oh, okay. And then I like Chat kept GPT. asking. Yeah, ChatGPT was great. For the win. Um, although we were a little bit too – her eye specifically was a little bit too trusting of it because we originally were going to go to Storm King, um, which is like an What's art that? center. It's oh. like a you like walk around. It's like an outdoor art, like sculptures and stuff, and it's really pretty. And you can like picnic and stuff. Um, I've never been. I've heard it's very cool. It is not within an hour of New York City. Mm. Okay. 
And we didn't know that until we got in the car and put it in the GPS. Oh, damn. Okay. But you had backup plans, which is good. We, yeah. So we then just started, I was like, all right, we start driving and we'll figure it out. And so I was Googling around for like other options and we ended up going to a vineyard and they had wine tasting and we sat and we had dinner overlooking the vineyard and they had a live band. Oh, that's so fun. It was really fun. Um, I ended up getting a little wine drunk because I was not driving. <laughs> Good. Um, I asked him in advance. I was like, do you care? Because at one point, like we had the wine tasting and then we had dinner for a while afterwards before he drove home. Um, and I was like, do you care if I like keep drinking wine with dinner? Because I'm, I'm just the passenger. And he was like, no, do it. Absolutely. Right. Um, and so... We had so much fun. And then on the way home, he played like a throwback playlist that was all like music from the late 90s and early 2000s. And we just had a sing along the entire ride home. You know, that was going to be my question was, does he sing along in the car? Oh, hell yeah. We were going after it. That's the best. That's the fucking yeah. best. Um, and it was funny because there were some songs that both of us knew that we were both belting. There was one song and I don't remember what it was now. Um, oh, it's... Um, you know the one that's like, we're dancing real close. Too close by next. Yeah. Too close. Yes, thank you. I knew I, was, I fucked that up, but I can't believe I just sang in the fucking pod. Uh, so, You're making it hard for me. Yeah, yeah. that one. It's about um, boners on the dance floor. It's about... <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was that one that came on. It was some like R&B type song. And he was like, we'd been skipping songs that neither of us knew the words to. Fair. Okay and like fully the words because we were trying to really do a sing-along and so he was like about to skip it i was like wait i think i know this one and then i crushed it every single word there you go he was like damn um anyway it was just it was very very fun we had a great day i love it yeah uh i was gonna say i mean it sounds like you're more into it than before not that you weren't but more it's growing for sure in like a really great way. That's I think every time I see him, I am more into him than the time before in a in a great way. Like you said, it's not like I it's not like I started out not. Yes, but you know the meeting the friends, you were a little anxious, and yeah, my answer was, well, I think this is gonna make you like him more or make you like him less. That's that's really all there is. Yeah, you're right. You did say that, um, and you were correct. So, yeah, and then. Like, I just wanted to see him again. And I was like, I want to hang out with you again. Let's do it tomorrow. And we're still going out. Like, we're still going out on our originally scheduled date mm-hmm. tomorrow. Um, I mean, I didn't I doubt that you weren't. <laughs> yeah, well, I did. I wasn't. I thought we'd replaced it. And he and so, like, he was like, oh, did you still want to go out on Tuesday? And I said, oh, I do. Do you? And he was like, yeah, I was hoping you would. <laughs> oh, my God. This is your anxious attachment speaking. I'm like, you were like, duh. Oh Oh. It got moved. I'm like, the, the guy clearly is into you. I don't, you know, know, he was adding another thing. He knows you're leaving for I two know. weeks. Like, he wants to see you. It's, and it's and great. I, you know, I love this for you. I love it too. Thank you. That actually is, you bring up a good point with like the anxious attachment thing because while I, according to my therapist, have moved into secure attachment, mm-hmm. I do still tend anxious and like in times of stress or in to- like, that's where I go. If if something stresses me out or if something unexpected happens or something doesn't go quite right, like that's the direction that I go in. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've been able to share with him that he's been really receptive to, which is really nice. Yeah. That's exactly what you need. Yeah. So, and he's like never done a single thing to activate it. No, like, I mean, like there I'm hasn't, like, I'm like, there hasn't even been a, what are they called? Do we call them orange flags? I don't know what we call them. Something that you're like, eh, not sure. Yeah, I mean, no. we're talking about kids today on the pod. Has that come yeah, up? Yeah, it has. It's something that I was going to talk about when we like get into it in terms of like how I bring that up and stuff. Um, but he and I are very much on the same page. We talked about it on our first date. Oh, so what did he say? Is he same boat of I could, I could not. Yeah, the exact words that he used were that, or paraphrasing, but what he said was that he could see a really wonderful life both ways. Like he could see having kids. He loves kids. He has nieces and nephews. He had like he's he's got kids in his life. Obviously, his best friends have a baby. 
um, he could see that being really lovely and like that being a really great life path with a partner. He could also see a really wonderful life again with a long-term partner. That is what he wants, but without kids. And that's like on the nose, spot on exactly how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say now being, you know, if that combo was first date, now being 12 dates and going on a date with a baby, bunch of babies around. Do you feel like the needle has moved either way? No, not really. I think I'm still Mm -hmm. very much like, I still want to make that decision with someone. Mm -hmm. And that hasn't really changed. Okay. Interesting. Listen up guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC comedy loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are I think over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyde.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt, I want to come with my sister, I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrhite.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. I actually, funny, I spent the whole weekend with um, my two cousins and their kids. And I had such a great time. It was so nice. Their kids are lovely. And also I haven't seen them in a long time, partly because of COVID or just the last time I was out here because they live outside of LA about an hour. And so it was partly so cool to see the kids because their firstborn actually was born when I interned out here this summer and my cousin essentially married a girl that's you know born and raised LA so he moved out here they dated distance here and then he moved out here and they started their family here so part of it was I was the only person from our side of the family that could get there very quickly and just was conveniently here and part of the celebration Uh, right but on that front it's also like oh my god yeah that this kid is 10 now I was there days after he was born. He has such a personality. He's so smart that both the kids were kept throwing me riddles because they, I think they thought they were jokes and they'd be like, tell me a joke. Tell me a joke. How about this one? Do you know this one? (laughs) And and I really, I I really just loved it. I had a really nice time and it kind of gave me a window into what life is when you have kids, you're getting up early to go to the baseball game and just how, I don't know, just the lovely family time that they have together really kind of reiterated my choice if I would like to have kids Mm -hmm. but even more so I'll be honest so eye-opening of what is really important in a partner when you're on that weekend of the house the kids the 24-7 chaos and it really just reiterated to me like these are the things you should really be looking for when you are dating and noticing these personality traits um because this is, if this is the future you want, you need to really pay more attention to that and not put value on other things as much, which obviously can be easier said than done. Uh, yeah. But it was, Wait. I don't know, it was kind of just nice for me to see it and be around it for three full days. Yeah. Wait, tell me more about like, what do you think are those? Cause I mean, now we might as well just transition into our topic talk. We're talking <laughs> about kids. Yeah. But like, and also before I ask this question, I will, I will say, Thank you to everybody who submitted so many great topic ideas, questions, guest ideas. 
this series is going to be sprinkled across, you know, probably, I mean, there's so many different things we can talk about within this. So I, I honestly like throughout the rest of the year, <laughs> um, uh-huh. but I, I'm just really grateful to everybody who submitted so many good ideas. Today, we're going to be talking about like our own thoughts and experiences uh, with wanting kids or not or or whatever and how that's impacted our own dating lives. So with that, the question that I have for you is what, like, tell me more about kind of what you were observing and what you think are these things that you're now, you're, you know, extra realizing how important they are. Okay. So I think the number one, and this is hard to tell in early dating, but I think if you're a woman who works and you love to work and you see yourself working and having kids, the biggest thing I noticed is how much both of them work to do all the household things. Mm, like shared labor very, Right. Like, I think it's almost, I think it partly comes from thoughtfulness. And I have dated people where I did get glimpses of that, that I thought to myself, oh, this will be a dude that thinks to get up and help clean off the table after dinner or wipe down a counter. Like, the most basic things. But often, you know, in traditional relationships, it's like that's all put on the woman. And even if you don't have the traditional and you have two women working, it's the number one thing I feel like a lot of married women complain about is not having that help from their male partner. Yeah. And even the, like you mentioned, the thoughtfulness of like the thinking to clean off the table. I see, I follow a lot of this kind of content on TikTok. That's really great. And we will, I will compile some of my favorite creators in this in this space and put them in the show notes when we release this app. But a lot of people talk about too how it's not just the actual labor, but the planning of that labor. So like if you have to give yes. somebody a chore list, they yes. haven't actually taken those chores off your plate. You've you you are now managing them. You are now their manager at work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think you know what? Maybe it's something of just people that think to help because I've noticed that with friends yeah. of if they're at your house and you start doing something and they get up and are like, oh, what can I do to help you clean up and do X, Y, Z? And it it sounds like such a little thing, but my God, I have heard so many women complain about it in my own life. And it's something like, yeah, there's a lot of women that complain about it that do even have the traditional relationship and are still like, I need some freaking help sometimes. Um and maybe that's something I'm really into too, because I also know I am very bad at asking for it. Oh yeah, and I have something of I do not want to be called a nag. I don't think anybody wants to be called a nag. No, but it makes me just not ask, and that obviously yeah can put because you in a situation this, that's not great. There's this narrative that's been put on us that if we're asking for help, that is that we're nagging. That like asking for somebody to help us with something. Well, which is, more than once is what it is. Like yeah. stop nagging me about it. It's like, okay, we'll start doing it. Like I don't right. know where the I wouldn't have had is. to ask the second. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> That's such a good point. Why Why is the person asking multiple times at Faultier instead of the person who had to be asked multiple times? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I'm I'm thinking of the things, but I'm trying to think what are the qualities you can see that would lead to these things. And I feel like for me, uh, it, a big part of it too would be someone who likes to do things, who likes to go out and do things and sees a beautiful mm-hmm. day and says, we should go do something. It's a beautiful day. Granted, we all have the exception to the rule of you've had a long week, you want to just chill it out the of house. Of course. Whatever. But... I loved watching, you know, both of them be so, hey, boys, what do you want to do today? It's beautiful out. Want to do X, Y, Z, you know, like very encouraging of not only doing things in that sense, but hearing them talk about, oh, you know, the one son tried a coding class last summer. This son tried jujitsu. And I love the idea of I would love to try to expose my kids to as much as possible. And part of it is yeah. so that they can find something they're good at and that they love and they feel confident, but also, yeah, it's just, I think it's good to expose them to as much as you can, which can especially be hard in a relationship because it also means, Hey, both of us are going to have to split and drive one to here and drive the other to there. Um, so yeah, I don't know exactly the trait, but I think that's the closest I can <laughs> come to, 
to nailing it. Yeah. Like the idea of if I said to them, hey, I've never done a pottery class. Want to take a pottery class with me? And someone who's always like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'd just be like, okay, well, that's not very fun. <laughs> I, okay. Well, that's a very fun of you, is it? Yeah. No, you're right, though. I think tangential trait that could speak to that, too, is somebody who is willing to have a conversation about what you're going to prioritize in your relationship, Mm -hmm. especially about doing things. So, like, I have really appreciated partners in the past where we both have busy lives, we both like to do things, but we also want to, let's say, spend time together. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that means that one or both of us has to deprioritize something that we might have done if we were single. Yeah. And like how willing are they to come together with you to like prioritize stuff in both of your lives so that you can do this thing together? Yeah. And I think those are the two big things, I guess, that are hard to explain that aren't just personality traits directly. Um, But on top of that, just like who is who is kind, who listens who has patience um, and also just is very loving. And I think it's just like, oh, really paying attention to how someone really treats you in those regards when you need patience and you need extra care, uh, Yeah, I think would translate to also their children. So essentially, I, th- I think the big umbrella is not their looks. And obviously yeah, we've all right, heard it yeah, before. Like a, and spoiler before, alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing that we did not list is what somebody looks like. It has absolutely nothing to do with whether they're going to be a good partner or parent. Right. And motivation and, you know, honestly, intelligence is another one that, to be honest with you, I don't know if I've ever said when someone said, rattle off your, rattle off your top five traits that you want in a person. And Oh, really? It's something, yeah, see my cousins, I mean, they're both brilliant. They're both very smart and you can see it in their kids and you can see it in the conversations they have with them and the ways they challenge them and make their minds think differently even the riddle thing you know yeah it just i don't know it left me left me with a little bit of a different lens i love that um yeah i think intellectual compatibility is really important to me and i if it's interesting what you said about like how that translates to kids because you're so right like somebody that also wants to challenge their kids intellectually and like play fun games with them. And like, that's something that my mom really liked to do with me and my dad really didn't. And I remember that. And obviously I loved my dad. I thought he was an amazing dad. And I, you know, I I know I don't need to preface this with it, but I don't like to speak ill of the dead. (laughs) Um, but that wasn't his thing. Like he he wasn't – like my mom wanted to like play spelling games with me in the bathtub and like give me riddles to solve while I was in my car seat in the back seat. And my dad wasn't into that. And I really remember and value those conversations with my mom. It's the reason I like words is because of her. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's something that I now look for in partners, not just related to having kids because – like we said, I don't know if I want to, but I like those types of conversations with people and people who like to be intellectually stimulated and learn new shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is just looking at someone, and I've often heard this advice actually with divorce and handling if you have kids and divorce, is you know, when you look at someone as a partner, you should ask yourself, would I be happy if my kids turned out like them? Oh, yeah. Because- Especially if you're having multiple kids, it's like, look, one's probably going to be like you and one's probably going to be like the other one. So in terms of divorce and kids, it's like, all right, if you're bashing the parent of your children, you are bashing half of what they are. And it's a reason why, one, you should never do it. But it also makes you think more through that lens, too. Of like, okay, my kid comes out exactly like this person. Am I happy about that? Yeah. Or another frame of reference, too, or and another frame of reference on that. My kid is raised by this person. Mm -hmm. Am I happy about that? Like, God forbid something happens to you. Or if it's like a split custody situation, like, am I happy that my kid is with that person and under this person's influence or not? Oh, God. I saw, I don't know if it was a TikTok or something about women basically saying (laughs) they 
almost are afraid to leave their kids like with their spouse for the whole weekend. Uh-huh. And I think that just reiterates a lot of what I said of, oh, because do you because do you think they're not thoughtful when it comes to X, Y, Z? They're not going to take care of them as much as you would. And I was sitting there like I would hate if I felt that way about leaving my kids with my spouse for a full weekend, days, a week. Just like they got it, you know, uh, a long time ago, not that long ago, I guess, because I haven't had friends with kids for that long, but. Some time ago, I was planning something with a bunch of people, and one person coming had a baby, but not crazy young, but a baby. I didn't know her that well. Somebody else in the group was like, oh, so-and-so can't come because she can't leave the baby with insert partner. Like, that's wild. I'm sorry. He can't be alone with his child? Yeah, that's insane. And like that, but and I, I think that is far more common, like you said, of mm-hmm. like videos that we see that come up far more common than we realize and really scary and emphasizes what you're saying about, and, and I want to be clear, not that it is those women's fault that, yeah. that, that, that their partners are like that, but like just emphasizes what you're saying about like the, the qualities and, and things that might not always directly translate, but things I definitely think about having seen a lot of friends have kids. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's that uh, weaponized incompetence of like, I don't know how to change a diaper. And women need to learn to give up control too, because that was my mom. My mom does not like giving up control. She's like, she gets mad if you don't do it the way she does it. So she's like, let me just do it myself. And then she's overworked and overwhelmed. And she jokes, but I don't really think she's joking when she just said to me growing up, like, you know, I never trained your father. Like I just let him not know how to do things and I just took over and did it myself as opposed to basically teaching him and showing him to lighten my own load. Granted their marriage still works, they're right, they're happy, but but I took notes of that growing up. I was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've I've had to learn that in in myself in terms of like not being a control freak. Like for example, somebody who loads the dishwasher in a way that you wouldn't load it but is objectively going to be fine. like they're not breaking all the shit right it's different if they're loading the dishwasher and every time they do the dishes they break everything in there like that's different but like everybody has a way that they like to load a dishwasher i think and you gotta let some stuff go you gotta let some stuff go but that that has stuff like that that's a random example but stuff like that has been hard for me in the past um Mm. i want to talk about our listener polls because we did a few polls this week as we get into this topic The first poll that we asked is, do you want kids? If you don't already have them, we specified. And so there are some people who could just peep the poll numbers. Um, I mean, I'll guess on these. Uh, I'd guess it was close to 50-50. So I also thought it was going to be close to 50-50. And I guess it is in the sense that close to 50% of people said, yes, they do. Hmm. If I take out the people who already have kids. Okay. And then of the other 50% of people, it was like 60-40, no, and not sure. So like ultimately it ended Mm. up breaking down 40% yes, 20% no, 30% not sure, and then 10% already has kids. Interesting. Okay. Not sure was bigger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I'm a little surprised, honestly. I think like... I'm real I was really happy to see it as big as it was because I think that maybe this speaks to our listeners' age as well, where like if I had answered this question at 25 instead of 30, well, yeah, I'm 36, whatever. If I had answered this question at 26 <laughs> instead of 36, I would have said yes. Interesting. Because I think if we made the question, say you have disposable income, do you want kids? I think the vast majority would say yes, because I think that's the number oh. one factor that makes people say, I'm not sure or no, is because you look at your life currently and say, well, as of right now, I don't make enough money that I think I could afford yeah. to give a kid the life that I would want it to, get, to want to give it. That would be an interesting follow-up question, like for the people who aren't sure, like what's the biggest factor? Because for me, it's lifestyle change. Mm. Okay. Like, like I don't. Time though. 
Yes. Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not lifestyle change financially, although that is certainly another big factor, but more so another person to prioritize above yourself really in terms of like things you're going to do. Like I really like that my time is mine and mm-hmm. that if I want to sleep in, I get to sleep in. And if I, I mean, with, within reason, obviously if there's some, uh, I could go to work, but, <laughs> right. but like, you know, and I, I can get to play volleyball tournaments all day Saturday. And even if I do have a partner, not have to think about like putting any sort of burden on that person if I'm always off doing something. Right. The guilt is real. Yeah. Guilt and like, again, real. like you said, I definitely want a partner who I could do that. And I have mm. plenty of friends who play volleyball and they have kids and their partners share that load with them. But there's still a conversation that has to happen of like, I'm not going to be here on that day. And so, you know, like it's just, there's yes. just more, it's more work. In, there's more involved. Yeah. It's more, it's more absolutely. Work. And that's, that's the biggest factor for me is like lifestyle change. And frankly, the, the work involved, it seems like a lot. Mm. Yes. I mean, it is objectively. Mm-hmm. Well, I just think, I think age factors in, in the sense that I didn't have any peer examples of what that really looked like and meant 10 years ago. And mm-hmm. I just thought that like, oh yeah, of course I'm going to have kids. Everybody does, or everybody wants to. And it didn't right. even like occur to me that it was something I could opt out of. Um, okay. So the next poll, so we asked, do you want kids? And then we said, does your answer change your approach to dating? Okay, I would say 90% of people say yes on this one. I think it's a vast majority. I thought that was going to be the case too, but it's actually only 65% of people that said yes and 25% of people who said no and then the people who already have kids are separate. Interesting. So what were the reasons? What were the things people say? Let's say this. Aside from swiping on dating apps, right? Because you could put, I would like to have kids, don't want kids, already have kids, whatever. So aside from that reason, because I feel like it's obvious, what are some of the reasons people gave? I was pretty, it was pretty kind of like intuitive, the things that people said for the reasons it does affect it. Like, I really want kids and therefore I want to make sure that I'm dating people who also do, for example. Okay. On the flip side though, there were people who said, well, I don't want them. So there's no real rush. So I don't really think about mm. it. Okay. Fair. And also there was, and this is kind of how I feel about it, a big contingent of people that had answered not sure. And they were like, I don't really know. And I will make that decision with someone. So it doesn't really change how I approach dating because it's like a future me problem, basically. Okay. I respect that. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, I think uh, an age factor that I've seen a lot of my friends have is the older they get, they more, not more open, but I feel like there's an age where suddenly my friends have said, I'm very open to dating someone who already has a kid. Yeah. And they're not opposed to it. It doesn't, I guess, deter them in any way. Yeah. And that was something that is definitely a topic we'll cover at some point is dating not only as a single parent, but dating some, dating somebody who is a parent when you are not. Mm -hmm. That's something that I've thought about a lot because specifically as it relates to my matchmaker. Right. Because with the matchmaker, you get a limited number of non-negotiables. Like you can't have a laundry list of like a hundred things that you're Mm -hmm. looking for. Or there would be like, that person doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And so I, and I don't remember exactly what the number was of how many I got, but there was a limit. And I thought really long and hard about whether I wanted already has kids to be one of them. Like whether I wanted that to be a deal breaker if somebody already has kids. Right. And ultimately I ended up saying it was. I mean, that makes sense because you're on the fence about even having them yourself. So. Right. It was like I, and the reason, and, and I think like my reason, my deciding factor is important here because the reason that I'm so on the fence about it is because I don't know if I want the lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it would be that fair of me to start dating somebody who has kids, especially young kids, 
if I'm like, but I don't want to be involved in any way. Yeah, you'd be like the, um, she's not officially the stepmother, but who's the girl in the parent trap? Vivian? Is that it? Oh, Meredith. Meredith, that's it. I don't know why I thought Vivian. <laughs> I was like, that's a mean name. What's the mean name? Think of that lady. But she clearly is like, I want these kids out of my freaking way. And not saying you would be that right. way, but but it almost gives they, that vibe. You're like, but- eh. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and and of course, you know, that's not to say that like I would have to be super involved or that, you know, obviously that that's a conversation, but I would want to be to a certain extent if I were, you know, in a long-term partnership with someone and they have kids, like I I would want to be. And that mm-hmm. isn't a decision that I'm like ready to make right now, so that's why I ended up going that way. Yeah, I agree. Um I mean, not I understand is what I meant. Y- yeah. Okay, last poll. How soon should you ask about kids when dating? And the options that we gave were, this is assuming you're meeting them on a dating app, by the way. The options that we gave were before you even meet, on a first date, before you define the relationship, or after you define the relationship. Okay, these are the options. I think the majority would say before you define the relationship. And I think that also has to do with age. So that's what I'm going to guess is the majority. By far. 60% okay. of people. Of those options, if you gave me these are the, these are the only options you have to bring it up, I go first date, personally. <laughs> like if the options were If those are the only options. Said? Yeah. Either before, first date, or in the define the relationship conversation or after, I'd be like, oh, first date. If those are my options, I'm getting that out of the way the quickest. I also would have picked first date. And obviously I put my money where my mouth is because I talked yeah, about you it did. and I brought it up. I brought it up with the publicist on our first date. Fair. And it was like it. in context. I don't think it's something that I have always, oh, I must ask this. Like it's not like a must ask question for me on a first date. Mm-hmm. But if anything comes up relative to kids, I think, I think it was maybe his friends who have a baby or something if the context of peer groups having kids comes up, I take that opportunity to ask how they feel about it. Yeah. Easy, easy opener. Very much so. Especially in, in your mid thirties. I don't think it's like a, an out of left field question. Yeah. Um, and so then when we asked people why, and a lot of people said something similar about like, well, I'm in my mid thirties and it's a time sensitive question, whether I do or don't. Mm-hmm. And like, if I don't want kids, I don't want to waste somebody's time if they really do. Or if I do want kids, I don't want to waste my time if they really don't, et cetera. How do you approach, so knowing that you want kids, mm-hmm. how do you approach swiping on a dating app in terms of like what people have selected? If they like, obviously if somebody says they do, then that's like an obvious, like you guys align on that. But what about if they say they're not sure or if they don't fill it out or if they say they don't want them? Okay. When swiping for me. Obviously, yes, too. Ha- wants kids. Uh, doesn't want kids. No. Yeah. Not sure yet. I am open to it. However, I will have a more critiquing eye for the profile in general because I do want someone that is gung ho about having kids and, quote, fuck yes on it. Yeah. If I could- draft my perfect person. I'm like, I, I would prefer that. And, I, and that's no offense, you know, to you or anybody that is on the fence, but no, I'm definitely, I'm in the yes column. Hard. Yes. And, and for the record, I don't want to have kids unless I feel that way. Right. Exactly. You know, but yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So you see the not sure. Yeah. But I will say this one, the have kids and want more or have kids and don't want more. I swipe no on both of those. And that's something I look at and I say, I don't think I'm at the age yet where I need to make that compromise. And I don't mean that to sound judgy, but I see it as I'm just not there yet. I think I will hit an age that I become open to it, but I'm 32 and I'm like, I still think I could find someone that doesn't already have children. So you would prefer to have that first experience with somebody else? Like to have it be both of your first experiences. 
Yeah. And I'm not anti, but no, in the I dating app world, valid. that is a, that is a filter that I, I will do. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's totally valid and makes sense. Um, it's interesting being in the not sure camp and looking at profiles of people who, for example, say they want kids. And I, I, I basically swipe right on everything. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. obviously there's other factors in the profile, but. But, but that's one except, you basically never filter, except the calf kids. Yeah. And I don't filter. I, I actually just PSA recommend not using that filter in general because the way that Bumble and Hinge works, you won't see people who didn't fill it out. Yeah. So, and how do you feel about that? How do you feel about if somebody just like doesn't have a reference to it? Um, it's just something I note to myself that I would try to bring up because the person yeah. that has no reference, but then has the picture with the nephew on the profile. I'm like, well, they're trying to convey the message of, I like children and most likely right. want children. Like some people I think, and I do not agree with this just to be clear, but some people I think feel like mentioning kids in that direct of a way is like too much on a dating app profile and therefore they don't fill it out. See, funny, I've seen true, that, but yeah, I've seen that, but I feel like in general, men are very direct when they know what they want. And I think that is literally just them putting it out there. And they almost use dating apps. I feel more business-like when they really are looking is those are the profiles that say, I want X, Y, Z. I would love someone who likes X, Y, Z. And they're the most point blank profiles. And granted, they're not the most fun and the most whimsical, <laughs> but I actually really like those profiles and respect them. Cause I go, that's a man that knows what he wants. And I like that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, so I so I, I swipe left typically on people who say they already have kids for the reason I talked about, regardless of whether they want more or not. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm basically swiping around on everybody and then just planning on having a conversation about it because I have found that even men who say on their profile want kids, I have found in conversation – are actually still on the fence based on whatever partnership they end up in having that conversation. Yeah. And some people aren't. Some people are. Yeah. And some people are not that way. Some people are very much like, I want them. Hmm. And, but I, I might. Mm -hmm. So it's hard. It's hard. It's like hard to approach. And we got a couple questions from people who aren't sure. It's hard to approach it because I'm like, Oh, I, like, I really don't know. So I don't want to eliminate so, anyone. <laughs> okay. So one of the questions we got, which I feel like is somewhat perfect for you. I don't know if you have experienced this, but how to talk to your parents about not being sure when they're pressuring you. So this isn't something I've experienced personally. I am very, very grateful to my both my parents, but my dad passed away when I was younger than I think would probably start to hear it um, generally. I'm very, very grateful that my mom is not the pressure type. In fact, she said that she would be totally cool if she was never a grandmother. She's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I don't need to deal with babies again. <laughs> like, if you yeah. have them. <laughs> and she said, if you have them, I will obviously love them with all of my heart. And that would be wonderful. But, like, I'm cool if not. Like, that's fine. I have had friends have experiences where their parents were, like, offended and I was, this is what I was worried about when I first told my mom that I wasn't sure. I was worried that she would be offended because she's my mom. <laughs> so like, if I don't want kids, it must be because something about our relationship made me not want them. Right. Yeah, I get that. They might feel like, oh, I didn't do a good job raising yes, you that like, you I didn't, think having a kid this, is a burden or something. Yes, exactly. Like you don't want a kid who thinks about me, thinks about you the way that you think about me and therefore you don't want them, which is not the case. I'm, mm-hmm. I know that that does happen. There are people out there that that, for whom that is the case. That's not my experience, but I was really worried that she would feel that way. And I have friends whose parents reacted that way. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like more so the pressure is to freeze your eggs and take the precaution in case you do want them. I feel like that's more the pressure than you should, you should for sure have them and you know, you're know you not getting any younger. 
I feel like that's that's what I've had said to me by family members. And it wasn't in a pressure way. It was usually from people that struggled with IVF later in life that said, if I could go back, I would have froze them and, you know, make it work. Don't stress about the money. If you can make it work, make it work. And you'll have like a safety net if you decide yes. And if you decide no, you know, I don't think you're going to regret the decision. And I should note for those who don't know this about me that I did freeze my eggs two years ago. Right. And one of the reasons is because I thought about that calculus. I thought about like, let's say I'm late 30s, early 40s, wanting kids and struggling Mm -hmm. and wishing I had frozen my eggs. That's bad scenario number one. Bad scenario number two is I freeze my eggs and end up deciding I don't want kids and I quote unquote wasted that money. I am way happier with scenario two. Right. And also, and I had the, a fortunate scenario to be in because, you know. Yes. Yes. And I was about, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to say, I was very fortunate to be able to make a decision like that financially. Mm-hmm. And we're, again, another topic we will definitely talk about in this, you know, drawn out series of ours is fertility and egg freezing and whatnot. But I, even before that, though, like my decision to freeze my eggs didn't really have anything to do with pressure from anybody externally. One piece of advice I will give about talking to your parents about not being sure if you're worried about it. Mm-hmm. One way that I framed it to my mom was that she raised me to think really critically and to be really thoughtful about the things that I choose to do in my life. Mm-hmm. And the things that are going to make me bring me joy and be like really good for me in my life. And I don't know. I've thought really critically about how massive of a decision it is to have children. And I don't know if it's for me. And I came to that decision in part because she raised me to be really thoughtful about big decisions. Right. And and that and that could be that somebody was really thoughtful like you about a big decision and you want to have them. Mm-hmm. But you were like really thoughtful about that decision. I mean, I for years have said the I'm not sure or honestly when I was younger I more thought if I don't have them by a certain age then I just won't have them. Oh, interesting. And and I think a big part of that too was you know, my friend group was also mostly around my age and my friends that were mm-hmm. in their 30s were younger 30s. So no one had hit that point yet of egg freezing and those conversations and serious partners. And so now seeing all that and also just being older, I'm like, okay, I'm 32 and I still feel like that's very young for kids. And the having kids at an older age doesn't scare me anymore. And that's another thing that I have the cousins I saw this weekend, other cousins on my dad's side, like I have cousins sprinkled out through my family and they typically are people that live near a major city. And they're mm. all the people that had kids closer to 40 than 30. Yeah. And it very much is like, no, that's perfectly doable. The fears I had about doing that have kind of been debunked for myself. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I I really wish, I think like my, if I could like impart one thing that I think about having kids now onto my younger self and onto like a lot of people it's in society, especially as a woman, having kids is something you seem to need to opt out of. Right. When it is this massive, massive responsibility, decision, et cetera, that would make way more sense to be required to opt into than opt mm-hmm. out of. But if you say to somebody, again, especially as a woman, if you were to say to someone like, oh, yeah, I want kids – you're not getting a line of questioning afterwards about why. Yes. But the opposite is true. If if you're not sure, and this has happened to me, if, if I say I'm not sure or if, if somebody were to say I don't want them, so many questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's indirectly made Chelsea Handler the sponsor, for this, yep. the you know spokesperson, excuse me, uh, for not wanting kids. Now she's yeah. the go-to woman. Everyone's like, look at Chelsea Handler, huh? Skiing topless. Look at her go. <laughs> she's living the dream. <laughs> 
you know, or whatever she's doing. <laughs> and it's funny because yeah. it's so funny that she was getting the pressure because her whole career has been based on her personality. And I never once watched her personally and said, man, that's a woman that really wants a baby. You know, that's <laughs> that woman's going to be a mother. I was like, no, this woman likes to party and she is openly selfish. And I, I love it because I wish there were more not selfish parents out there in general. So I love that she's like, no, I'm selfish. Done a lot of yeah, therapy. I mean, that, and that part's not changing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's when I said lifestyle change. The the quiet part is that I want to prioritize myself potentially, you know. Um, and that's another thing that we'll definitely cover in the course of these episodes is choosing a child free life and you know what that looks like and and people's experiences with it because something that has been in my thoughts, something that I've thought about, pondered, is. Yeah, a child-free life seems really great and like the path that I want now in the life that I know now, but what about later? What about after it's an option? Mm. Because right now right. I still have both options and at some point I won't. And what will that look like? And so I I look forward to getting more into that and many other topics as we move forward in this. Yeah. And um, I guess my last thoughts on this uh, is actually a quote that my Nana used to say when this would come up and people would say, I'm not sure or I'm on the fence. Um, she would always say, you know, if you don't have kids, you don't have that joy, but you also don't have that worry. Mm. And it's like, as much as it's a blessing, it also is something that's like, it's for life. It is absolutely for life. And even when your kids move out, you're still going to think about them and worry about them. And you know, it's a blessing and a curse, basically. So it's like, hey, whatever path you choose is the path you choose. Yeah. And there's a lot of joy on both. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, with that, we will see y'all next week. Yes. Thank you guys for submitting and uh, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H E R O.co.